0: Hello and welcome to I Am for Bulaya Talk, and I am your host, Fatabli Tamini. Today we talk about schools. Schools are opening in the context of COVID 19. What are the implications? But before we get into that, I just want to take this opportunity to let you know what I Am for Bulaya Talk is all about. This is your platform which facilitates conversations aimed at informing, educating, and mobilizing the people of Bulaya towards a positive, COVID-19 response. So today as I have rightfully said we're talking about schools opening. The onset of COVID-19 in Zimbabwe led to the closure of schools, colleges and universities as a result of national lockdown put in place to manage the spread and impact of COVID-19. With the ease of COVID-19 restrictions and the gradual reopening of the economy the Government of Zimbabwe initiated a three-phased reopening of schools beginning on September 28th with the return of Grade 7, Form 4 and Upper Sixth students. Grade 6, Form 3s and Lower Sixth students returning to schools on the 26th of October, while E, C, D and B, Grades 1 to 5 and Form 1s to 2 returning to school on November 6th. In this episode of I Am For Bulaya Talk, we want to look at how COVID-19 has affected teachers and learners, and what teachers, learners, parents, guardians need to think about and know now that schools are reopening in the context of the pandemic, that remains a strong threat. So, to really look at this topic, At length, I will be helped by an esteemed panel. I have here present Mrs. Meloy Nkosi Moyo, who is an information systems management, a wife, a mother of two boys, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Mrs. Moyo, welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, um, Ms. Lamini. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you present. We also have Mr. John Petungwenya,
0: who is a high school educator from Bulayo with 10 years of experience. He's the Fulbright Teacher Achievement Program candidate and Schools Enterprise Challenge Teacher Advisor. Mr. Petungwenya, welcome.
2: Thank you very much, thank you for coming. In.
0: Thank you so much for making time to join us on this, on this conversation. So I'll just get right straight into the chase. I know you are a teacher, and I know you are a parent, and you have concerns about us having the students go back to school. The government has made, has made it legal, has actually opened schools to the public that students start going to school. So I just want to find out, what are some of your concerns, right? Schools in Zimbabwe were closed and just before the end of the first term. It was just before they could do anything at school. How has this closure affected the teachers and learners and in as far as what they needed to achieve in
2: 2020 okay on the part of the teachers and the learners i think the problem has been um, there been enough uh, time to cover the, the syllabi especially for the writing classes i think that's the major concern that teachers have and uh, especially the 2020 candidates have mm-hmm. time wasn't enough to cover the slipper and uh, the greatest challenge being the final year, that's the form four, the upper six, the grade seven, mm-hmm. is when the kids are really geared up by their teachers for the exam. Mm-hmm. So having lost, uh, it's now seven months of learning, it's really been something else. So technically speaking, I would say, us, our our 2020 candidate, candidates won't be ready for their exams. and. Um, the same case to some extent with the other the, the form threes the lower sixes the grade sixes and the other grades and, 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 and forms mm-hmm. the fact that they've lost uh, the better part of their first year for the levels that they will be writing next year is is of of major concern so that said um it, it's, a, it's a it's a serious challenge um the measures that we put in place for example online learning has its own disadvantages, radio has its own disadvantages. And, and in any case, I think uh, COVID-19 exposed the, the inequalities that are there in education. Mm-hmm. If I'm to speak uh, for Wulawayo, there are disparities, the Eastern side versus the, the Western side. And even the, within the Western side, there are those disparities. So online learning couldn't reach to everyone. Uh, because um, access access to internet, even the gadgets themselves, not every kid had access to the gadgets. Okay. and um, I't want to comment on on the raw areas that consist maybe more than seventy percent of the student population in Zimbabwe. but okay. I think really just from the from the context of Mulawai that disparities are just huge. Okay. So technically, um, for the seven months, I can safely say, some students haven't had a chance to learn, and that's really worrying.
0: Okay, so from, since considering that we've opened, we've recently opened, have you had an opportunity to interact with your students just to find out from them how they feel they've been affected by this, this gap, the seven months uh, gap, before they resumed school?
2: Yes, I have. Um, in my context, I, I tried to reach out soon after we closed schools, but the response from the students was, was really low. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you you post questions, there was no response. If there is a response, it comes maybe after 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 a week or so. So really, I, I could tell that uh, students maybe are not ready for online learning, probably because um, of access, like I've already mentioned, and maybe because of the environment at home. At times, may not be really you know conducive for for learning, and. Um, the other response that i've, I've, I've gotten from the students is that there are some who've been doing uh, extra lessons of, of course within the context that the first three or so months they couldn't maybe really go out, so they were doing the extra lessons within their their communities, mm-hmm. but not every parent uh, was affording you know mm-hmm. the, the the monies for, for the extra for the extra lessons, and generally speaking, they were saying. They were doing some subjects and not some um, in the expectation that whenever schools uh, were expected to be opening, they will will cover up. So, as much as learning might have been happening, um, it wasn't enough, especially considering that for for my subject, for example, 50% had been covered. So, extra lessons are, are, are good, but... They work best when they've already covered some their parts, Yes, mm, but okay. the fact that they didn't cover much becomes a question. It really
0: makes sense because you as the teacher, there's some sort of uh, relationship that you establish with your students. Yeah. So if they're now then taken away from you and then they come back, and you expect them to perform the way you would have, have anticipated them to pro- to perform, it might not be possible to achieve that. Very true. Okay, Mrs. Moyo, as a parent, what are some of the concerns that you and other parents have? As a result of the lockdown.
1: Okay, um, just a quick, maybe a build-up from what um, he was talking about mm-hmm. um, on the on the on how it has affected what probably should have been covered in the year 2020. My concern is on the first graders and the first forms. As much as he spoke of how it affected the exam, uh, the exam classes, um, I'm worried about the, the ECD student, the ECDA child, the Form 1 child, uh, the first year at varsity. They had just stepped into this envir- this learning environment. It can affect their motivation, especially for the younger ones. He had always been at home, and then he just started going to school, before he could get the hang of being at school, mm-hmm. he had to go back home for seven months. Mm-hmm. So, as a parent, um, you can worry about that affecting your child's assimilation of knowledge. If, if, for, if, for instance, it was a child who didn't even go to preschool, and their first um, classroom was the one that, that they went only for three months, and then they went back home. Now, trying to get that child back to, to class after so long, it can, it can, um, there can. there could be some problems, really. Mm-hmm. The child could struggle to try and, and, and come back into being in class. And also, um, some of the concerns we would have as parents could be the issue of idleness, you know? Um, what idleness can do to the mind. Mm-hmm. Our, our children can get exposed to a lot of things, and in this age that we're living in, social media exposure, can be can have positive and negative effects. But because so many of them are idle and don't have anything productive to do, chances are there will be more negatives than positives. Okay. Especially for working parents, for working parents that are not at home and um, are assuming that while schools are closed, the children are safe at home, are we really sure that they are safe at home? They are not at school. They have so much time in their hands a lot can happen, and so those are some of the concerns we could have uh, okay. as parents, I guess. Okay,
0: and um, I, I can see from what you're saying, you're speaking with so much passion, because you have a son, and you're like Vata, you know, him going to school for just three months, yep. and then going back home. How do I even motivate him to go back to school
1: after staying at home all, for all this long? Yes, uh, well, in my case, really, um, As much as there are concerns, there have been some positives, Mm -hmm. like spending a lot of time with him. I've gotten to understand what kind of a learner he is. I've managed to teach him what I could teach him, Mm -hmm. and so it made me realize um, the kind of uh, people that he is and uh, try and meet his needs the way he prefers. Mm -hmm. So now he's going back to school. He was now used to this routine, and he's only six Mummy had to be patient with him. Mommy had to understand. Now the teacher has other students she has to deal with. Yeah. And he only just yeah. started formal school. Mm-hmm. And now he has to go back. You'd almost wish you could homeschool him, mm-hmm. you know? So the impact of COVID, they, they, you know, your mind races a lot. You think of so many things and you, you want to consider so many things. So it's a whole, it's a change of, mindset, it's a change of we just need to brace ourselves for a lot of um, hurdles along the way.
0: I appreciate how you are pointing out the negatives and the positives that are as a result of COVID-19 and uh, I just hope all the parents and all the learners out there are actually appreciating some of the positives that are as a result of the pandemic. So we'll just go for a short commercial break but when we're back we're going to look further at some of the challenges that are as a result of the pandemic and also pointing out solutions to try and move our community forward hello and welcome you are listening to I am for Bulaio talk we're back again the show is I am for Bulaio talk and I'm your host Vatavili Jamini Joining me in the studio is Mr. who's an educator, and we have Mrs. Moyo, who is a parent. So we are talking about students going back to school in the context of COVID-19. So help me understand. A major concern now that schools are opening is the health of learners and teachers. What kind of mechanisms need to be in place in order for teachers and learners to be safe from contracting or spreading COVID-19. I mean, as an educator, maybe you might have an idea. Do you mind probably helping us? Did you say
2: Um, I, I think the government uh, has tried to some extent um, to, to put up some, some structures to the effect that we prevent the spread of COVID within this, the context of the school.
1: Mm. But there
2: are still gaps. Um, I know as early as, um, as June, July there about, there was talk of uh, PPE for students, PPE for, 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 for the learners and the teachers. And, and that said, I think with the, with the partnership of UNICEF, um, the government has been trying to make sure that there is that access within the, the, the school setting. But um, I, I think it hasn't been enough and uh, the process has been a bit slow. To reach out to the learners, and, and, and to reach out to the schools, so to say, so it's it's a first step that is in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've observed, maybe, maybe in the schools, is that um, that the posters are already there, emphasizing social distancing, mm-hmm. cleaning your hands all the times, even the markings, the one um, one meter social distancing, mm-hmm. and everything. That's that's really in the right um, direction. But now mm-hmm. the challenge is are we are we really addi- are the learners really adhering to that you know how it is especially after after closing for six months the first week really is about socializing and everything exactly like exactly exact, so exactly so it's, it's it's really a bit of a challenge mm. and even the transport from for those who are commuting so it's a bit of a challenge mm. chances of spreading uh, the virus along the way um, it's it's really high and our our numbers in schools there are some schools that have a class with um, more than 50 students Mm -hmm. so it's it's a bit of a challenge considering that our staff complement is is really low so the stakes are really high um, going forward there there is a major challenge on the teacher on the learner Mm -hmm. and uh, this again will hit back on the government especially the expenses that uh, the government has to meet Going forward
0: so are you putting in place any info, enforcement rules on the ground to ensure that they adhere to these uh, precautionary measures
2: um, I, I, I think the rules um, had to change for example the issue of, of, of break um, having been uh, scattered you have you have one maybe two classes taking their break around nine the other class uh, so, so there's really been a change in the way how schools are being run, even in terms of movement, even in terms of uh, the students, mainly, um, and the enforcement is a bit of a challenge of course because of um, um, the, the number of teachers versus the number of students that are there, and considering that uh, more, more students will be coming into the school system, yet the number of, of, of teachers is still low mm-hmm. versus um, the number of students, so it's still a bit of a challenge. Okay,
0: this is well. He does mention of the issue of transport, and I have observed it, I for one, when coming to work and going back home, that transport is a hassle. People have to crowd, have they can't isolate. Social distancing is a, is a luxury because you can't do that when you're queuing to gain entrance uh, when trying to, to, to get uh, access to public transport, Zuko being the main uh, source of public transport. What are some of your concerns about this mode of transport that we have at present? And probably what are some of the solutions we can propose to enable our students to be safe and protected from these other concerns uh, around the issue of crowding and lack of isolating when
1: trying to, to access transport? Um, I'm glad you mentioned it, that social distancing proves to be a luxury especially in our current situation in the country and one of the concerns is that um, as much as we may wish and encourage our children to social distance they may not be able to because when they are waiting for the bus Mm -hmm. I might decide okay uh, say I'm a student I'm social distancing the person in front of me I decide to move back but because I've left a gap, mm. chances are people are just going to cross and, 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 and go in front of me. Yeah, and, and to left try... Yes, there. I'm left standing there. The first bus is going to come but simply because I'm trying to social distance. Mm. So I'm not sure how we can... Um, I think it would be lovely if we had Zupko specifically for school children. That is only for school children. Mm. That way, it will be better because... When we have one bus picking up people, the adult, the old age, the children, the vulnerable, the sick, someone is going to hospital, they're in that same queue, Mm -hmm. and we have children queuing to jump onto the same bus, it it exposes our children a lot. So if maybe um, they they could arrange that we have uh, times, specific times and specific buses just for picking up school children. Mm -hmm. And their teachers. Well, <laughs> I suppose, because, I mean, they can go to school and and, 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 and the teacher, the left behind. I <laughs> appreciate that you're
0: bringing that up, because if they don't cater for the teachers, you are actually going to the people exposing their children.
1: Yes, to yeah, yeah. So we could have that in place, you know. We have a bus for for, for, for school children and their teachers, and that way it's the same people. Um, and And we could also make sure that the buses have uh, as they step into the bus there's some sanitization happening Mm -hmm. and even as parents but uh, on 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 the mechanisms that probably we could put in place we need to as parents provide a safe space for our children Mm -hmm. we also need to engage Um, i'm talking from a perspective of a parent with a very young child he's been at home for seven months At home, not visiting or anything. And then now he has to open schools and put on a mask from 8 to to 3 or whatever time he'll Mm -hmm. be knocking off. Mm -hmm. So it means right now what I should be doing at home is training my child to put on a mask, training my child to spend long hours Mm -hmm. in a mask, training my child to constantly wash their hands. So to fellow parents, I think our duty right now, what we we could be doing that could help. Uh, because we don't have a situation where uh, school starts and in the first 30 minutes someone has thrown their mask away because they can't cope, mm-hmm. you know? They're they struggling to breathe or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I think at home, as we are with our children at home, uh, have days where we, we are mimicking school, mm-hmm. right? Okay, today we're going to put on our masks. I need put on your mask, he puts on his mask. Or you have to start teaching him, okay, before you even touch your mask, wash your hands. We've been teaching them to sing the happy birthday song two to three times as they wash their hands so that we know that every area is clean. And then you can now touch your mask and put it on. Teach them how to put it on. Let them know that it's their valuable possession. Nobody else should touch it and nobody else should remove it except for them. And then as time goes on, you want to take a toilet break. Okay, when you get into the toilet, you're alone in the toilet there. You can remove your mask and breathe. Teach them to breathe in, breathe out, because it's frustrating to have a mask for a long time. So you can do that at home. Teach your child how to use a sanitizer. Teach your child how to sanitize a toilet seat, because when they go to school, they can just run into the bathroom, use those unsanitized toilet seats. So try even at home, pretend your home bathroom is a public bathroom. Keep a spray in the bathroom. Spray the seat clean with a towel or wipe, then you use the bathroom so that they are already getting used to it. By the time they go to school, they don't just rush into the bathroom. They don't just remove their mask, they don't just let anybody touch their mask. Mm-hmm. But also, the, emotionally and psychologically, children can get affected by social distancing. Mm. I want to play with my friends, I want my friends close to me. So as parents, we could probably come up with routines for our children, like a timetable, Something like your child knows I can play with my friend, but I can't just touch my friend's face. We can run, chase each other, but after playing, we need to wash our hands, and when I get home, your child should know, okay, I wake up at this time and do this. When I get home, before I do anything, I remove my uniform, take a bath, and then attend to my schoolwork or whatever the case may be and, and all that. So some of we, we cannot run away from the fact that they will be exposed. Mm-hmm. But as parents, we need to, to engage play ourselves our part, yeah. yes, and play our part, mm-hmm. train yeah. our children, prepare them for the new normal.
0: Mm. Those yeah. are a lot
1: of, of really effective, handy
0: solutions, I mean, to the problem we have on the ground. And I hope parents will find time to progressively, slowly uh, accustom their, their children yeah. to that kind yeah. of uh, the new normal. So something of interest was what Mr. Nguyenya mentioned earlier on when he was like, in a class, there are 50 pupils, of which according to our survey here, we had gathered that a class could have 30 to 40 students. So when he was like 50, I was like, whoa, that is a huge number in a classroom given the the dangers of COVID-19. So with that being the case, what do you see as the solution to the challenges of space? And
2: the high number of students. Um, I I think maybe as um, as early as last month, the, the government has been employing more more teachers to try and maybe increase the number. I think I, I saw some headlines saying five thousand plus teachers uh, have been engaged just to try and minimize um, to increase the number of of teachers. I think that's that's a step in the right direction. Okay um but now the the challenge is space
0: absolutely i heard yeah, ask the that is
2: space though maybe on on the, the the brighter side of it is that we could take advantage of at least for those schools with with uh, with with cheese because in any case with covid we need the, the fresh air and stuff so some teachers might be forced to to take their kids outside uh, the normal classroom environment, and you, they, they, they they teach in the in the fresh air, so that could be. <laughs> it, it, right it's I'm a bit good. of a challenge. Of mm-hmm. course, I, I I do it, especially uh, during winter when it's cold, and we just want the sun, just go out. There we bask, we learn at the same time. They they find it really interesting. So so that could be that could be a a a, a solution, but it's really not. Um, a long-term solution, considering that we are approaching the, the rainy season, so it's stakes are really high. We could we even use tents. I know I know Zach has tents. The, the army has, has has tents that could be used as as classrooms, mm-hmm. um, as as we await maybe a more permanent solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And any thoughts on that? Um, I would think that maybe we could try hot sitting. But I'm not sure uh, how much of a strain it would be on the teacher. But if, like my colleague is saying, if we have more teachers, then they could exchange time slots. Mm-hmm. If, if, if a class, I know some schools, if you're laughing at 50, some schools have 60. If a class has 60 students and we say maybe break them into three, 20, 20, 20, and we have three teachers, we can have time slots, mm-hmm. maybe it could work. Um yeah that 's one of the ways in which I could think, or oh, we could have days mm-hmm. right certain uh, certain group comes on a certain days on certain number of days, mm-hmm. or something like that, but i 'm not sure then how effective it will be, considering the amount of work that the teacher has to teach the students, so it's really something that I think again as a parent uh it engages us a lot, you know because if my child goes to a school where there are 50 students in a class. Trust me, the teacher may not concentrate on all 50. And worse now with, the, with, 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 with COVID, they could even use COVID as an excuse to say, um, maybe your child uh, was, because was, they could um, let them sit, spread around the whole class. And my child is seated at the back there when the teacher is demonstrating or anything. They may not see. So as a parent, I, I still need to engage myself talk to my child after school what did you learn how was this, how was that then you can try and push them to catch up okay. you know mm-hmm. so I, I don't know but I think maybe we could just explore any possible um, avenues to try and make sure
2: yeah, on the issue of hot seating, it could work uh, for some schools but most of these um, super schools I won't mention names but there are schools with that are double schools so to say you have one school but they already have the hot seating arrangement mm-hmm. so it becomes really a challenge but there are some schools that were doing the normal morning up to up to afternoon session so maybe those schools could adjust in that direction but for the schools that had uh, huge numbers it still remains a, a serious challenge okay. The okay, I'm sure some of those suggested solutions can be tried out
0: and you see what happens yeah. So do stay tuned, we are going to take a short commercial break and when we come back we're going to explore more solutions that will help our community move beyond COVID-19. I'm Batali Dhamini. Hello and welcome, you are listening to I Am For Bula Talk. Sauboona, ulalele i I Am For Talk. Welcome back and I'm Batali Thamini and this is I Am For Bula Talk. I am having a conversation with Mrs. Moyo and Mr. Nguyenia who have helped us understand what it feels like to be having young people go back to school in the context of COVID-19. So I'd like to find out from you, what messages of advice can we share with parents, teachers and learners as they brace for the broader opening of schools?
2: Um, okay, maybe let me first take it to the, to the learner. Uh, with the new normal, um, there's a lot that the learner has to adjust to. So, if we adhere to that, we can help uh, stop the spread. And uh, with with their numbers, really, if if they play recklessly, the, the challenge is to spread the disease. And then uh, maybe to the parent, that the support is so much needed. Like um, Mrs. Moore was mentioning, the issue of trying to assist the the students to adjust, at least in the home setting. Then they will the schools are fully functional, the teacher will take it up from there. Then uh, maybe to the government and other stakeholders, Mm -hmm. I think there's really a a lot that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of consultations needed in order to involve everyone in the decision making. And maybe to the business community, we need to invest more in our education, build more schools, make sure that there's infrastructure that is enough for, 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 for learning. And maybe we could also consider uh, from the parent side, from the student side, even from the teacher's side. The issue of um, blended learning, mm-hmm. we, we make use of social media to our advantage where possible. We use mm-hmm. WhatsApp groups, we use uh, Zoom platforms, mm-hmm. uh, Skype, so that we don't stop uh, the education process. Thank you,
1: Ms. Mignanis, um To the parents, I would like to say let's be cautious, let's be alert, Let's educate our children and monitor them as well. Let's be involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let us be a huge part of our children's learning and health as well. Let's um, do whatever we can to ensure that we have healthy children. Let's be mindful of what they eat, mindful of the activities they are involved in, and try and encourage uh, also um, some activities that will help, like exercise exercise, Let's get our children into some exercise routines mm-hmm. so that they can exercise the bug away, help them to um, adopt certain other um, routines, like make sure they are hydrated. Mm-hmm. Let's teach them to always drink water. Let's teach them to take in any kind of medicinal um, foods that we have at home that can help to ensure that their risk of contracting COVID-19 is reduced.
0: Great. Those are a mouthful of recommendations and solutions as we move forward as a community. Thank you so much, Mr. Denguenya and Mrs. Moya, for making time to engage us on today's topic. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank, you, thank you very, very much. Much. Thank, thank you, very you too for making time to listen, tune in and gain this information. I hope you find it useful. And until next time, don't forget to make a date as we look into another interesting topic that will definitely help us uh, move forward as a community my name is